In other words, don't hack other people's computers. This episode is distributed under the Creative Commons license. Welcome to Unorthodox Hacking, Episode 6, Tinted Windows. I'm Joe Kolmensik, a.k.a. Faz. Why tinted windows? Well, just like a limousine that has window tint, it's there to prevent others from seeing in and seeing what you're doing uh, behind the glass. Uh, in this episode, we'll take a look at some of the features within Windows, such as uh, some hidden things in the registry and some other commands you can execute that many system administrators don't know exist. Uh, not saying that the Windows system administrators are, you know, are bad. Well, yeah, I am. They're typically mouse jockeys. Uh, so if you compromise the system or hide your tracks with some of these uh, uh, techniques I'm going to demonstrate, there's a really good chance that the sysadmin will probably never find you. Uh, unlike a rootkit, which can be detected with a rootkit revealer and what have you, we'll use standard techniques, which Windows uses for its own purposes, but we'll use them for your purpose instead. Okay, before we get into it, on uh, the last episode, I mentioned that I'm now using a uh, MacBook Pro. Uh, I kind of like it, uh, as I mentioned in the last episode. It's got some really cool features, uh, but I'm finding some annoyances with it. I'm not suffering from the heat problems that others have reported. However, I hate the fact that it doesn't have a standard PCMCA slot. It's got this Express Card 34, which no one makes cards for. I can find SATA. I can find uh, EVDO, I can find USB, but I can't find a good Wi-Fi card or any Wi-Fi cards. I want to demonstrate some web cracking and some war driving, uh, and I want to use a Mac for it because I have all the software. However, there's, I can't find a card that will work on here. Uh, please, someone just make a flipping 200 milliwatt or greater car that will work in this unit. Uh, so some may ask, why not just use the built-in wireless that comes in the, in the MacBook Pro? Well, because it kind of sucks. It's better than the old G4s and the old uh, iBooks. I get a little bit better range, but I can still get better reception with my iPack with a little 12 milliwatt Cisco card than I can with the MacBook Pro. I can get, you know, a good five megabits of signal with my iPack where this MacBook gets no signal whatsoever. Uh, so I'll have to piece my Linux laptop back together uh, to demonstrate some of that, which I will in a future episode. Uh, so without any further ado, let's get it right into it. Uh, before we start, I got one last comment. If you get a little lost in this episode or aren't that familiar with Windows or, or may ask, well, how do we gain access to the Windows system so I can try some of these exploits? Please review episode one, Windows Shares, which will, which covers the basics of Windows, how to find Windows systems, how to uh, crack a share, how to get in through RDP, and what have you. Uh, this episode is building on that foundation uh, of knowledge that you obtained in episode one. 
Okay, the first thing we're going to uh, take a look at is a trying to get the local system on a Windows machine after you're an administrator. Uh, every few months, someone pops up on one of the IRC channels or on a mailing list saying, Hey, guess what? I got a new little exploit in Windows so you can get local system using a job scheduler. Yeah, great. Thanks for telling us. It's been around since Windows 2000. I've used this technique for oh, a good six years now. Uh, it's nothing magic, nothing special. Uh, but just to put it to rest, uh, so when you see someone on mailing list say, Hey, I got this cool new little way of getting local system. You can say, yeah, been there, done that, have the video. Uh, so the first thing I want to show you is, uh, I'm just going to do a who am I and show that I'm a standard user. Uh, so what I'm going to do is get the time and see what time it is. I'm going to use a task scheduler. And for two minutes from now, I'm going to use the interactive flag and tell it to execute command.exe. So using the interactive flag and you see here it's the command to run. I'm going to uh, uh, tell it to just basically just run this command at a, give, at a certain time and when it runs uh, I should have you know a command prompt. So basically what is the at uh, command? It works in conjunction with the Microsoft Task Scheduler uh, which is a semi-equivalent equivalent to Unix cron, uh, so like the cron d daemon. And then the at command is similar to creating a cron tab. So you can set a job to run uh, at a certain time or reoccurring or what have you, and it just runs it. So if we wait long enough, after the time elapses, uh, we should get a shell, uh, another Windows uh, uh, command prompt, and there we go. So if I type in who am I, we see that I'm now system. Previously I was user FAS, uh, which was a system administrator, now I'm user system. Uh, if you are a normal user or power user and try to execute this, uh, you, you will only spawn a command shell as yourself. However, if you're, if you're administrator, you spawn a command shell as local system. So what we'll do next is simply spawn regedit. Uh, which is registry editor. Anything you launch from this command window running as local system will be launched as local system. So you can launch Internet Explorer or Firefox or some email program or registry editor or calculator or notepad. Whatever you launch will be running as the user local system. So once the registry uh, editor is open, if you take a look around, you'll see some new keys that are available. Uh, local machine, SAM, uh, you'll see... Uh, that there's some new accounts that are here or some new uh, uh, things you couldn't see before these F and V's these are basically your SAM file that's now in the registry uh, if you look around and go to let's see go to software I'm sorry uh, go to security policy you'll see a lot more entries than you have normally scroll down you'll see secrets uh, these are you know some of the the policies and and whatnot for the different uh, accounts and, and what have you and for the for things you go to uh, the policy secret encryption key. Uh, this is another cryptography key used to secure things. So all I'm really trying to point out is that there's a lot of uh, other registry hives or, or settings that you have access to when you're running as system instead of administrator, things that you've probably never seen before, such as a SAM file loaded into memory, 
uh, some of the group policies and local policies and uh, other things. Okay, the next thing we're going, to we're going to demonstrate is abusing the long file name functionality in, within Windows. Uh, you know, Windows can accept long file names now. You're not limited to the 8.3 characters. Uh, you know, 8 characters and then an extension. You can have a long file name. Uh, and you can have spaces in that long file name. Uh, Windows, for, you know, example, for example, gives you a directory called Program Space Files. Uh, that's built in by default. To access that, you either have to use the old 8.3 notation of PROGRA tilde 1, or you can type in program backslash space files, or you can type quotation mark program space files and quotation mark. Uh, if you try to type CD space program space files without escaping the space character, uh, Windows will give you an error. With that little bit of knowledge, you can probably think of some things you can use and maybe do to abuse that, uh, especially considering Windows will auto-assume extensions of .exe.bat.com uh, .cmd if you just type in a file. So, for example, if I created a file called program.exe, there's a really good chance that you could type in, you know, program space file slash uh, Microsoft Office slash winword.exe and if you don't escape that entire path in quotation marks Windows may try to run program.exe and feed it the a command line parameter of files slash Microsoft Office slash winword.exe uh, so you may think, well, Windows isn't dumb enough to not escape its own paths within the operating system or within the registry. Well, we're going to show you that it is that dumb. Uh, what we'll do is we'll take a look at our registry that we, uh, a registry editor, and we'll, go to H we'll look for the word program files and see what turns up. And we see here there's an install path. We'll pick on Primo PDF. Uh, the path for Primo PDF, uh, the install path is program files, program space files, active PDF, Primo PDF. So the reason I'm going to pick on this is because it's pretty easy to to demonstrate uh, in this live demo. Because uh, what I'm going to do is set up a scenario that I'll run a program program of my choosing, um, and when I try to print from an application to the Primo PDF printer, it will instead execute my program. So what do we have to do to exploit this? Well, we, first we have to create our program.exe. So what I'll do in this example is I'm just going to copy uh, C Windows System32 calc.exe to C colon backslash uh, program.exe. And if I do a directory listing of program asterisk, we'll see we have the program files directory and the program.exe which is actually calc.exe uh, so you can see here uh, if someone were to type in c colon backslash program space files and not escape it it will actually launch program.exe with files as a command line parameter okay now to exploit this we'll simply just launch notepad I'll type in some text uh, this is a test uh, we'll try to print this since I'm using uh, Primo PDF. Uh, we'll say select the Primo PDF printer and 
Select OK and look at Launch Calculator. Uh, instead of following the path and the registry, the install path of C colon backslash uh, Windows or Program Files uh, System 32, I'm sorry, C colon backslash Program Files backslash Primo PDF. Instead, what it passed to the operating system unescaped is C colon backslash program space file slash primo PDF. Uh, therefore, Windows interpreted that as launch C colon backslash program.exe and feed it the command line parameters of whatever else came after that. Uh, had they instead in the registry escaped the C colon backslash program files slash uh, primo PDF within quotation marks this wouldn't be successful uh, so you may say okay this is great I can do this to get you know nail someone who is trying to print something however a lot of security software and other things uh, don't escape their full path within the registry Microsoft Defender is one of them uh, in fact if you wait long enough uh, by doing this if if you want to see if you have something that automatically runs, just go ahead and you know copy the calc.exe into the c colon backslash program.exe file and just let your system sit for a while. Uh, maybe you know wait for your antivirus to trigger if you're running antivirus software or your spyware software, or try to launch some programs or click on uh, like a text file or something that will has a file association to open up another program and see if calculator launches. If it does, you know that that program uh, doesn't have its full path escaped or encapsulated in the registry or within its own uh, settings, therefore is potentially vulnerable to this. So if we switch back to my desktop and just wait a minute or so, uh, we should see something pop up. And there we go, calculator popped up. Uh, I happen to know from some testing that this was Microsoft Defender uh, that caused Calculator to pop up, but it could very well have been you know any other application that's not using an escape path. Uh, so if you're coding something, make sure to use quotation marks around your paths. Uh, if you're working through the command line in Windows, make sure you escape your spaces. Don't fall for this trick. However, uh, if you want to play you know, a little game on someone, uh, this is certainly a way to do it. And then, of course, you can mark that program, that .exe file, hidden, and it'll be out of sight of view for people, that, you know, the mouse jockeys that don't have the view hidden files enabled, and there's other little tricks you can do to hide it. Uh, but, once again, this is one of the problems with long file names. If you don't escape the spaces or the other special characters, you may not get the... Uh, uh, desired action that you intended. Well, that's it for this episode of Orthodox Hacking. Uh, I went a little quick through a lot of the content because I had a lot of uh, things to cover, uh, but feel free to explore on your own. Hopefully I gave you a good foundation to start exploring with and further enhance your knowledge. If you want to, if you have questions about this episode or want to see something in the future, please email me at faz at unorthodoxhacking.com. If you're looking for past episodes, uh, you can visit www.unorthodoxhacking.com and you can pick them up there. Or else you can subscribe to it on iTunes and pick up the old episodes there as well and any future episodes that will be coming out.